Today we're talking about bondage. There's so many people out there today that are locked up in a jail mentally, physically, emotionally, financially, in their relationships, in, in just the whole nine yards. And I got somebody on here that is very, very near and dear to my heart. Somebody who I look at as a big sister to me. Somebody who I've had countless conversations with. And you know, God said, you know what? Why don't you just bring her on to, to the show and we can have these types of conversations to give to the people. Because guess what? Somebody's going to be edified today, right? I have somebody here that is, I revere in so many different ways that has given me so much advice that has been a blessing to my family, you know, because Christ rules everything around me. <laughs> Cream, <laughs> Melissa Cream is in the building, ladies and gentlemen. Give it up, give it up for you Melissa You are Cream now listening to another unshakable What's conversation going on, with Kenneth Allen Thomas. Yo, listen, listen, I'm listening. Dro- here go to drop one more time. You are now listening to another unshakable conversation with That's Kenneth so Allen Thomas. Yes, go. Let's go. Let's go. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. You like the set? Yes, oh my God, it's just amazing. Yes. This is so amazing, so legit. Like, yeah. I love it. It's, so, it's so, so good. Yes, awesome, awesome. So how is everything with you, first and foremost? Good, good. Yeah. Blessed. Yes. Blessed and highly favored. Here we go, here we go. So listen, um, we're going to get into the bondage thing. Yeah. We're going to get into all of that. But I wanted to talk about you, right? Mm-hmm. Talk about your road to Christ, your road to where you are, right? To Because I know... You know about your story, but I would love the world to hear, you know, you're a mother, you're a <clears> wife, <throat> you know, you're a child of God and everything. But it didn't start off like that, no. you know, like it took work to get here. And, <laughs> and that's the one thing that I really want people to understand that, you know, some people are born into the church and stuff like yeah. that. You know, some people, uh, uh, you know, re- go away from it. Some people kind of find their way there. Sure. Um, but everybody's story is different and everybody has a story that can be told that you know uh, no matter what like christ was in, involved in yeah. some way shape or form right so i'll let you go ahead and take the floor and tell a little bit about yourself and who you are wow so okay i hope we got time now <laughs> oh, yeah, we got time. We got time. let's go um so i actually grew up in the catholic church yeah um, since I was uh, a baby, like I was baptized in the Catholic Church. Mm. I did all my sacraments and I even went to Catholic school for a little while. Wow. Okay. Um, and so even into adulthood, I knew of God. Mm-hmm. I knew of Jesus. Mm. I knew he died on the cross for me. Yeah. But it's not until later on in life that I knew that there that I knew him in a relational way Mm. so i know that i had a praying mother right you know that i had praying grandmothers i know that faith um was everything Mm -hmm. and um so in my walk when i think about even in my early 20s in 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 entering adulthood Mm -hmm. um i was a hot mess express Mm. but What's crazy, and, I, and, and the Lord dropped this on me today and made mm. me remember this, yeah. is when I started my job, I, I work for a corporate a corporation, mm-hmm. major corporation, have a great job. And when I fu- first landed that job, um, I, first of all, I was shocked to have gotten that job. I, I, was, I hadn't finished college. Mm. And so um, my first commission check, mm-hmm. I didn't spend it on... You know, I didn't go to the club. I didn't go to the bar. And mm-hmm. I mean, I, I was doing those things, mm-hmm. but that wasn't what I spent my first check on. Mm-hmm. I actually spent my check on a white gold necklace with a cross on it. Mm-hmm. Wow. And at that time, I wasn't going to church. Mm-hmm. I was, there was no relationship there, but I, it's like in, 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 in my heart of hearts, I knew 
why I was still alive. Right. Right. I, I knew that there was still a love, like a love that was so enormous. Yeah. And and that he was still with me mm. and holding me. Yeah. And, uh, you know, even through that time and uh, it, being a young adult, mm. I uh, I was in a relationship and mm. I, I had an abortion. Mm. And in having that abortion, I, I'll never forget after that happening, mm-hmm. I worked for Sunglass Hut mm-hmm. in the middle of the Cherry Home Mall that mm-hmm. you had a kiosk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I even remember then knowing how guilty I felt Wow. that I was in the middle of this mall two days after this happened. Mm. And I'm looking around at people just living life. Mm. And I literally fell to my knees and just wow. sobbed and prayed. Wow. And I hadn't done that for so long and just... Just apologizing to God mm. again. Mm. I'm not. I don't have that relationship. Right, right, right. But I knew that God was carrying me. I still wow. knew God was there, and mm. I just felt so guilty and so bad mm-hmm. um, about what I did, mm. and just wanting His forgiveness, wow. not knowing that that was even a thing still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so even then, like you know, I'm 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 working full time. I'm going to school um, and things like that, and you know. Again, just living life and, mm-hmm. um, yeah. you know, taking part in mm-hmm. recreational activities. I shouldn't right, right, take right, part right, in. Right, right. Um, and and then as I gotten older, my 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 career is taking off. Okay, right. I'm growing in this corporation. Again, I don't have a college degree yet, and but I'm I mean I'm soaring in my career. Right. And then all of a sudden in 2011. Mm-hmm. I was in a I was in a track or a trajectory to become a district manager, mm-hmm. and where I work, mm-hmm. that's a lot of money. Yeah, and it was like the Lord was like, "Nope, mm. that's not where you're Close going." The door, and He opened a completely different door. Yeah, and that was to learning and development. Wow, I had no mm. type of learning and development background. I never trained anyone. I never had any of those skills. But He put me in a place where I was able to exhibit and show those mm-hmm, skills mm-hmm. and that's how i was given that opportunity wow. so here i was working retail for so long okay working crazy hours mm. and then he puts me into a monday through friday job which was something that i desired because right. i had children i had mm-hmm. a husband at the time right. you know and but our lives were crazy darren was working retail i was working retail yeah. my mom was picking up the kids like it was you know it was just chaos all yeah, the time and i just needed some stability right and i prayed for stability mm. And he gave it to me like things I would pray for. He was giving, even right. though there was no relationship, because just that's just how good he is. Right. Amen. So <clears throat> I, um, I, I ended up in learning and development and I've been in there ever since. Mm. And it's like God had put to, has put on pause my career mm-hmm. and he started to instead shift my spiritual life. Come on. Yeah. And I had to come to grips with that. Mm hmm. A few years ago, and it's still something that I feel, you know, when you think about this world, there's standards that this world puts on you. Mm -hmm. And we ended up we end up putting it on ourselves Mm -hmm. because I look at some of my friends from work who are directors now and they're these, you know, titles and they're making so much money. And and I have these pity parties every once in a while, like I would have been right there next Mm. to them. I would have been doing the same thing. Right. But then God reminds me, well, but where would your life be? Right. How would it be now? Yeah. Where would your marriage be? Yeah. What would your children be like? Come on. Because he paused that to, and he brought me in mm-hmm. 
spiritually. Yeah. And grew that. Yeah. And now my husband's saved. Come on. And my children are saved. Yes. My household is saved. Yeah. Our lives have just completely bring, been <laughs> they shifted. Shifted. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Completely yeah. shifted from what it used to be. And I can't imagine where we would be. Yeah. If I if if I didn't take that leap of faith. Right. You know, right, exactly. Um, and so fast forward, okay. uh, you know, my my parents and I, we are we're all still attending the same Catholic church. Mm-hmm. And my father mm-hmm. was the first one. Mm-hmm. My brother and my father, I will mm-hmm. say, mm-hmm. were the first ones to be like, the Catholic thing ain't it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Facts. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, believe it or not, it did start with my brother. Um, you know, my brother was incarcerated. Okay. And he, that's where he found the Lord. Wow. Or I should say the Lord found him. The Lord found him. Um, yep. The Lord found him. And he was, I mean, zealous, mm. zealous for the Lord. Right. And we would visit him. And just to hear my brother, like, preaching to us mm. the word. I'm just like, my God. And... and so then that sparked something in my father. Okay. Because even growing up it, right. in the Catholic church, my dad didn't come to church with us unless it was like the holidays, mm. Easter, Christmas, stuff like that. Yeah, 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 My mom was the one that was faithful in that. Right. So then my dad was like, I'm not getting fed here. Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to go find us a church. Come on. And he went he went church hunting. Church hunting. And every once in a while, I went, I went, I, I went to a couple churches and they just they just weren't it. And um, he finally had found High Place Church. Yep. And he said, this pastor, da, 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 yep, da. Like, yep. you got to come, this, yep. that, and the third. So me and my mom were like, all right, we'll go. And I, re- it was 2017. Yep. And I remember uh, stepping foot in the church mm-hmm. and just being loved on. Yeah. The smiles, the kisses, the I hugs, remember, the I remember, love, yeah. all of that. Yeah. And then and then the word. Yeah. The word in a way that I had never seen expressed, mm-hmm. defined, mm-hmm. preached before mm-hmm. ever in my life. Yeah. And I was like, what is this? And I, I was just drawn. Yeah. I was drawn. I was in. I was all in. Uh, so I started to go mm-hmm. um, faithfully. I started going Sundays. And then I was like, uh, I think I think pastor had mentioned maybe a Wednesday Wednesdays. service. And yeah. I said, a Wednesday yeah. service. Y'all go to church on Wednesdays? Wednesdays like, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What is Facts. this? So then I started going on Wednesdays. Right. And I would go home and tell Darren about it. Yeah. And I'd be like, man, babe, the, the way he, and he's like, oh, wow, you know. Uh, but he, there was no interest there, yeah. you know. But I always put the invitation out for yep. my husband. Every single time. I, and, I, and the one thing I can say is that I never gave him a hard time about it Yep. because I knew that it wasn't my responsibility. Mm. I knew that that was on the Lord. That's good. That wasn't my fight. Right. That was not my fight. That's that was good. the Lord's fight. Yeah. So that's to all of you who are married. Yep. Talk about it. First Peter three, one mm-hmm. held my marriage down mm. because in that word, it says wives, if you have a husband that does not believe you continue to show up, you continue to pray, you continue to serve because when he sees the change in you, mm. he's going to want to know what is that? What is that in her? And that's exactly what happened yes. in marriage. Yes, absolutely. So I, I started to go and I kept talking about it with him. And then Easter of 2017, uh, I said, you know, it was like, we're we going to church. Like, yeah. it's Easter, we're going to church. My husband was like, yeah, we're going to go to church. It's Easter. Our daughter gets saved that day. Wow. And, and, and that's our oldest, Cece. She yep. gets saved that day. Mm-hmm. And um, and then, uh, you know, again, I'm, I'm still attending. Darren really liked the service, but it, that was the extent of it. Again, he's not coming to church or mm-hmm. whatever. 
but I'm remaining faithful yep. and just believing. And I remember even looking at one thing I could say to our church. Yeah. We have beautiful marriages yes. in our church. Yes. Now, listen, everybody got a story. Everybody right? got a story. Yeah. Marriages are messy. Yep. But it's still it's beautiful. And I remember looking at the different husbands and wives coming to church. Yeah. And it wasn't about, um, you know, how people will look at others and be envious or jealous. It wasn't like that. It was more like. I can't wait to be that couple one yeah. day. I can't wait to be like that one yeah. day, to have that one day, to be able to serve with my husband, to be able to come to mm -hmm. church with my husband. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I started to serve in the church and um, I started to greet, you know, be one of the yep. ushers. And then um, I started to serve with J-Bowl. Yep. And then I got a phone call about, uh, actually, your wife, yes. my girl, yeah. Josie, called me and said, hey, there's this ministry who's doing an event called She Prayed, yeah. and they need volunteers. You want to help? Yeah. And I was at a place in my life that I desired relationship with other women yeah. for to help grow my faith. Right. Because unfortunately, at this time, people who were very close to me, yeah. um, who knew that I was on this walk, started to become a stumbling block because here I am like trying to learn as much as I can about the Lord and what this means and in my word and I'm praying and I got people telling me I'm doing it wrong. Mm. And that was such a, a, a discouraging thing to go through at the same time. I'm just trying to grow and, and learn more about as much as, as I can about the Lord. Right. And so um, I said, yes, I was like, sure. Yeah. And so I, I went to this, she prayed event and I was helping out and, Patora gave a message that brought me to my knees that wow. I thought it was something that I had been um, delivered from yeah. that I wasn't. Yeah. And so, um, you know, it was just a breakthrough that happened. Yeah. And then after that, I got another phone call from She Prayed to ask if I want to serve on the missions team. Mm. I was like, yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sign me yeah, up. Sign Absolutely. me up. Yeah. I've always had the heart to serve. To serve. Yeah. That, that, is a de that is a desire. That is a yearn right. that I have in my heart. Right to serve and to help others. And so I started the, you know, going to the missions uh, or, or being part of missions and we adopted a domestic violence shelter. Nice. And so we go there, we're actually going there tonight for game night. Here we go. Um, and we, you know, we would bring them Thanksgiving dinner, Christmas, um, we took them to the movies. We would, you know, anything to just be the hands and feet of the That's Lord. Right. Yeah. For those who feel less than, yeah. who feel unloved. Mm. Um, and so it's, it's just been a heart's desire. So it's been a blessing. So all in all, I'm doing these things and at home, mm -hmm. my husband and I are smoking weed. Mm. Wow. And it was something that my husband and I did together. Mm -hmm. Like literally we weren't like smoking all day and night, Yeah. yeah. but it was like, we went, we, we got up, we went to work, the kids are at school, everybody comes home, everybody do, does their homework, dinner's happening, family things are happening, then everybody goes to bed, and then that was like me and Darren's time. Right. And um, I, I, it was like literally living a double life. Wow. I was having such a struggle how am I, I remember like asking the, how am I going to break this? Yeah. Cause I felt like this was keeping my marriage together. Wow. Like this addiction. Mm -hmm. Cause I remember it's so funny that, uh, Darren and I at the time were just so naive mm -hmm. and we would be like, we're not addicted to weed. Like <laughs> we could quit this anytime. What do you right. mean? Like we could, right. do, you know, we want to do this, right? but we were so dumb, right? you know, and think in, in that mindset. And, 
I remember just being like, Lord, I know that I can't do this by myself. For sure. I know this is something you are going to have to take from me. Yeah. It is not something I'll be able to do on my own. Mm. I can't put this down. Come on. I can't put it down for fear of losing my husband. Yeah. I can't put this down for fear of losing sleep because that's another thing that I said that I held on to. I won't be able to go to sleep. Mm. I'm going to have insomnia. I'm not going to be able to sleep. So I, I have to keep smoking weed. Mm. So those were my excuses. I go to a retreat. Mm-hmm. I have a room to myself. Mm-hmm. And I have one of those pens, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And it's got the the THC oil in it. Mm-hmm. I go and I didn't check my oil. Mm. And it was gone. Mm. It was empty. Gone. So I go to smoke this thing. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. And I'm like, I'm not going to be able to sleep. I mm. slept. Mm-hmm. Woke up the next day. There was a prophet. Mm who I had never uh, had an, 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 an encounter with a prophet before. Yeah. And I've always heard horror stories. Yep. So I was a little like garden. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I remember um, her coming up to me mm-hmm. and she said to me, and I want everyone who is saved and who believes in the Lord to hear me when I say this, because I have heard this said to me or or just said in general many many times right but it was at that moment yeah this woman said this to me that it like it hit and she said and i'll tell you all you have through the holy spirit every power mm. and authority through jesus christ to evict anything and everything that does not belong in your through through the lord through the power of god you have Every, every right, every authority, every power to evict anything from your body, mm-hmm. from your mind, from your home, from your marriage, from your kids. Yeah. It was like the first time I had ever heard that. Wow. And I remember going back home and I told Darren that night and I said, I don't want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. And he said, okay, me neither. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, that's it. Like yeah. it was, that was it. That's it. Right. And I was like, oh, my God, thank you, Lord. Like that, I remember just being so grateful because right. I was so scared to say those words. Right. I was so fearful. Then the next day, everybody went home. Uh, excuse me. The next day, everybody went to work. My kids went to school. I think I had off because it was like a retreat. So I took like the next day off. Yes. And I went to war in my house. I had a spiritual warfare in Come my on. home and did exactly what this prophet was telling me and just spoke the word over my home. I went into every room in that house mm. and just threw everything out yeah. and just removed everything in the name of I rebuked everything in the name yeah. of Jesus. Yeah. And I swear to you, Kenny, it was as if there was a light that just switched yeah. in my house yeah. and everything started changing. Just like that. Everything started breaking off and everything started changing. Mm. And before you know it, my husband now is saying, like, I'm going to go to church with you today. Yeah. Or he would tell me, like, oh, it's Wednesday. We're going to go to church. Yep. Yeah, we're going to church. Yeah, we're we going go. to church. We're going to go to church. And it was it was just, it was happening. Yeah. yeah. It, it was just happening. It took, it was the obedience. Yes. It was giving him your yes, no matter what it looks like. Give him your yes. Mm-hmm. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Because yeah. he knew. I wasn't able to sacrifice that thing, right. but I was able to be obedient. Come on. So he could take that off of me. Yeah. Till this day, I ha- there is not, not a desire yes. for it. Yeah. Not a want, not a desire. It, it is a turn off now. It is, 
and and it's so true. I know we were talking a little bit before yep. we we got on the, the on the podcast talking about we don't look like, smell like, mm-hmm. feel like what we've been through. What we've been through. And yeah. and it's such a true testimony yeah. to who I am. I first of all <laughs> that was loaded. <laughs> that was loaded. So I need to drop a bomb right there. So okay. Let's back up just yeah. a little bit, right? Because I wanna I wanna help some people here because the the first of all, admitting that you're living the double life. Yeah. Right? And how many people are living that double life right now? You love God. Yeah. But you still want to do what you want to do. Yeah. It's almost like saying, like the scripture says, for the love of money is the root of all evil. Yeah. You can't serve both God and money. 100%. Right? So what's your money? Yeah. Right? What's what's the thing that you're trying to hold on to, yeah. but you know you have... You know you're supposed to be riding with God in everything that he yes. has, right? And it's such a struggle and a battle. But what I say is is that, you know, what it sounded like is that at some point, it was like, okay, Melly, I got to put myself under submission. I got to put my flesh under submission. I got to beat my flesh, yeah. right? And I think we struggle with that oftentimes because, like you were saying, you're afraid of what may happen or this or that or am I is it am I gonna lose him? I'm gonna yeah. lose her, right? There are so many men and women in relationships right now that are afraid to say, you know, hun, I, I wanna go to church. Yeah. I wanna serve the Lord, right? Because it's not popular, mm-hmm. right? To to say because of the cliches that are out there yep. in the world, right? <clears throat> but that's why I oftentimes say, you know, you should all always study the word for yourself. Yes. Right? Because at the end of the day, married or not, like we're all going to be held accountable for the things that we do here. Absolutely. Right? And I tell my children that all the time as well too. Like, I'm not sure you're going to get to get to heaven on my prayers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm praying for you. I'm sending the gap for you. But at the same time, you're going to have to do the work for yourself. Right? And for you, it, it sounded like it was like this, this whole tug of war. Oh, yeah. That was happening. That's the perfect way to put it. Yeah. Literally. And and what was the what was the feeling like when you finally had that breakthrough? Mm-hmm. When you was like, you know what? Like I'm breaking the chains off. Yeah. What was that feeling for you like? Uh, lit- I know we throw this one around a lot, but literally a weight. Yeah. A weight lifted off. Yeah. Um, a breath of fresh air. Yeah. You know, like. Yeah. But I started to, and it's. You know, and the weight was like that immediate thing, right? Because there's, uh, there's levels of it. Yep. Right. We talk about um, glory to glory. Yeah. That's real. That's real. Right. And there's levels to that breakthrough that happens. Yes. Yeah. You feel an immediate, and then you start to see the fruit of it. Yeah. Right. Like you start to see that um, your prayer life is yeah, different. You it's start different. to see that you start to read the word. Yeah. And and then just. Things start clicking and making it's, yeah, sense. Yeah. Right? There's confirmation that starts happening. I read this and Pastor just said that. And it's like, how he knew I was in that book? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, he, yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Those things start to happen. The level of relationship Come on. with me and God right. started to grow as such a in such a way that I I would have never thought right. was possible. And that's what I'm saying. Is the the word relationship we can we constantly have to continue to push. Yeah. Because I think that that's where people get it like misconstrued. Yeah. They see so much religion 
that where is the relationship, yeah. right? It got to a point, let me, let me just testify here, right? It, it got to a point with me where, okay, I lost my apartment. Mm-hmm. I made a decision to leave my apartment, go back home. Yeah. Before that, I was prideful. Before that, I had no electricity. I had lost my car. Uh, my phone, my phone bill was was off. Like, I, like my phone was off. Like, it was like literally one thing after the other. There was no dance jobs going on right now. Wow. Right. This is before I had a dance studio. Yeah. And uh, I had just got out of a of a, of a relationship um, like months prior to that, and then had got with with Josie, and I said, you know what, like. Let me just go ahead and go back home, even though I was still being prideful. Mm-hmm. And what do they say? Pride comes before the fall. Yep. I go, I go back uh, home. I'm dating Josie at the time, and she's going to high place. Mm. So, I was a little, you know, reluctant to to go because I had some form of church hurt. Mm. I grew up in the church, and. I always still had that that spirit in me. Yeah. But I wasn't building on that relationship. Yeah. And for me it was it was more so I left church because of the politics mm. inside of it all. And I'm just like I can't do that. Like that's not God to me. So I guess I'm just going to be hanging around, you know, until God show up. So she's going and she's asked me to go. And I'm like, "All right, I finally go." Mm-hmm. And I go. I went on a Sunday, and then she started. She wanted me to go on Wednesday. I'm like, all right, now you pushing it, <laughs> right? Now you asked for too much. Yes, yeah, too much. All right, now you pushing it, right? But she was praying, and I remember after I had left my apartment, that two weeks after my apartment went into flames, mm. and I could have been there because of my pride. And at that moment, when I saw it on the Channel 10 News, I literally, in my little cubicle, right, about the size of this room was, was that was my room. This size right here, this little box was my room. It was me, Josie, Javion, my, my desk, all of our stuff loaded up, and us on a twin mattress. Wow. In my mother's house, in my mother's townhouse. And we were like, that we were literally crammed in and uh caleb and nana were sleeping on the couch wow at that time and she had because she had just moved back yeah you know yeah so it was like this was our season all we had was was each other yeah but she kept going amen and then i said it was a wednesday night i said i'm gonna go yeah so i go and I hear pastor preach, mm. and it was just different from Sunday. It was completely different from Sunday. It wasn't like Sunday, you after souls. Yes. Wednesday, you coming in to teach yes. and, and give bread. That's what I was hungry for. Yeah. Because I had already been saved. But, you know, so it was all right, cool. But on Wednesday, I said, like, oh, we going in, in. <laughs> right? We diving right, in. Right, digging. And... I went in there. I was so bummy. Mm. Like, I was so bummy. I, I went in there with sweats 
in a in an Echo hoodie. Yeah. Like, remember Echo back in the day? Like, <laughs> yeah, the, I had an Echo They're hoodie. They loved Echo. <laughs> like, I had a whole Echo hoodie. I was just like, man, whatever, right? I'm showing yeah. up. I'm here. And the word that pastor preached, I was literally the first one at that altar. Wow. This is 20, uh, this is like somewhere around 2014. Oh, wow. Yeah. So... I was literally the first one at that altar that night. Like, and from that point on, I said, all right, I'm going to dedicate and I'm going to continue to push, push, yeah. push. But to your point, praying for your for your husband, mm-hmm. praying for your man, because, you know, the Bible says the man is the head of the household. Right. And once he gets in line, once he gets in order, oh, it's, it's on and popping now. Yeah. Right. So my question is, how has... Like, cause Darren is, is amazing. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know the Darren, like from I know. then, I know. I know, I know the Darren that I see now, I know. you know what I'm saying? I probably caught the tail end yeah. of where he was at, yes. you know what I'm saying? Yes. But you know, how has that, how has that, you know, elevated your marriage, elevated your family, like his leadership in, inside the home? Yeah. Um. Oh my God. How hasn't it? Yeah. Should I say? I've seen my husband take take on the the role of the leader in our home because mm. that wasn't the case. Yeah. Um, prior to um, you know him getting saved, um, and I think that uh, in this day and age, women are doing that. Yep. You know, in this day and age, women are more so uh, in some st- circumstances are the leader in the home. Yeah. And so that's why I said what I said about first Peter three, one and yeah. two, actually. Yeah. Is to be that example because when you're that example and your husband sees the change in you, yeah. He's gonna wanna he's gonna be like, What's what's happening with that? Mm-hmm. Right. And if you're praying, right, pray just so you know, if 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 you if you don't know, now you know. God's will for us mm-hmm. is to rejoice always. Yeah. Pray continually. Mm-hmm. With Thanksgiving. Yes. Right? Those are three things. If you ever if you ever questioned yourself and say, what is God's will? Yep. Hang on to those Hang three. Hang on to those. Yeah. He, the, the prayers, his word, uh, the, the prayers that you pray, mm-hmm. God hears you. Yeah. And also pray with his word. Yeah. Because his word will not come back to him void. Yep. Right? Pray over your situation, yep. over your spouse. Yep. And listen, you could pray what you want. Yeah, yeah. Right? But his will still be done. Yeah, yeah. Period. No yeah. matter what. But when those prayers are genuine to someone's life, okay. To someone's salvation, yeah. to someone's change in their life, um that's that's what can make and break that difference. Yeah. But Darren has been such a force mm. my husband i'm in awe of my husband every yeah day. yeah i really truly am in awe of my husband every day the way he serves the lord yep is like and and i just you know you 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 imagine something mm-hmm. you envision something and like i said i would look at other couples in the church right mm-hmm. like oh i can't wait till we're we're at that point and my my God has taken that point beyond yeah. whatever I could have ever imagined, yeah. right? Yeah. And um, it has just been amazing. He leads us in prayer. He leads us in in um, studying the Word. He mm. leads us in in the household. Yeah. It, it isn't. It's so funny because now he's the one that's like, all right, let's go. We got to go to church. They're never like to be late to anything. Yep. 
And now with us going to church often, mm-hmm. I love my husband. He get on my nerves when it comes to yeah. church. <laughs> he's like, come on, I don't want to be late. We got to be there. Da, 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 da. Yep. Um, and so he's really like, no, we got to be there on time for church. And we're there before almost yeah. just about everybody, everybody. anymore, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and just to see him wanting wanting that. Yeah, wanting that. Yeah. It's not a chore for him. No. It's I want to be there. Yeah. I want to go. I want to hear the word. I want to fellowship. Yep. The men. Yes. The men yeah. that he has yeah. been able to have this brotherhood with yep. has been so beautiful. Yeah. I'm so thankful. Mm. That's one thing. That's another thing I should say about High Place Church that I think sets us apart. Yep. Is the men? It's the men in yeah. that in that house. Let me let me just testify real quick. During the the pandemic, we had a, a men's event, and literally, like this is like when everything was calming down. We had a men's event, and um, our church was in transition. Mm-hmm. Like over a hundred men showed up. Mm-hmm. Like that's not common. Mm-mm. Like you could barely get five men to show up and everything right. anywhere. Right. Right. But for a hundred men to show up for God, like that's inspiring. Oh. Completely. That's inspiring. It's, it's inspiring to see. Because we know the women going to do it. Right. The right. Women we, gonna, we're going to do this. Like, Listen, and now yeah. it's a battle because we have events now. Like, yeah. We have a men's uh, yeah. uh, event coming yep. up this I'm Saturday, there. right? Yep. Y'all already have 100. Yeah. Ours is next week. Yeah. I don't know if we're there yet. Yeah. So I'm going to need y'all to sign up. <laughs> right, come on now, ladies. <laughs> we got to beat the men. Hey. So now, yeah. But I love that. Yeah. I love that. You know, and one of the things I can say, too, is when I started going to church and, and the times that Darren would come with me. When he wouldn't come, right? I would have Brother Joe, Brother Gabe, yep. Brother Wendell, Where you at? Brother Richie, Brother Eddie. Where's my boy? Yeah. Where and I said, at? oh, he's he's home or yeah. he's golfing. or. Yeah. But they would always ask for him. Yeah. And I would go home yep. and intentionally be like, hey, Brother so-and-so asked about you. Yep. And, he, and I didn't know this then, but he was in the back of his mind like, they don't know me. Yeah. But they they're asking about me, yeah. and it like felt really good to him yep. that somebody was seeking him out. Yeah, and so when he and I remember like when he would come with me. Let me tell you something too: the men at HPC are not afraid to give you a hug. Nope. Like they nope. will embrace they some you. Huggers. They some huggers. <laughs> they some huggers. And they will grip him up yeah. and bear hug him, mm-hmm. and he'd be like, I- "I'm not used to this. This yeah. is this is different." Yeah. Um. And, you know, and another thing, too, is, you know, sh- shout out to our pastors. I-, I-, I have such a a heart and a love yep. for our pastors. Yeah. Um, I just absolutely adore them. Yeah. And I-, I also remember this as well, is that there there was this 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 transition happening with Darren and he was in a, in a bad way. And I said, I feel like you need to talk to somebody. Mm. And he said, I do. And I said. Who would you want to talk to? Yeah. And he's like, I don't know. And I said, would you be open to talking to pastor? Mm-hmm. And he said, yeah. And I remember being like, I, I was shocked because I didn't think he was. I was going to get a yes. Yeah. I remember running to Yvonne. I still tell Yvonne, too. I'm so appreciative of her. I remember running to church, running to Yvonne. And I said, hey, listen, my husband really needs to talk to somebody. And he's willing to talk to pastor. Could you set up a meeting? She said, I got you immediately. She got back to me. He, he could meet him on this day. And they they. They were together for hours yep. talking. And yep. I remember my husband coming home and asking about him. And I said, how did it go? And he was like, I'm so grateful to that for that man. Yep. Is all he could say. Like, he was like, I felt like, like I, I could let be, me, I was hurt. Yeah. Let me, let me say this. And this is why 
Shout out to Pastor Edgar. Yes. I, I already get past <laughs> Yo, Matt, we gotta get Pastor Edgar on. I yes. know he is not like you have got you know to what get saying? Pastor on. We gotta get Pastor Edgar on. So Pastor, I know you're watching this, Pastor. I know you're watching this. <laughs> but the but the social media congregation needs your word need real you. quick. You we know what I'm saying? You. <laughs> you need to and I gotta get Pastor Teresa on too. Yes. So you know oh, yes. So I gotta make at least one appearance. That's yes. all I need is one. Just one. I just need one. I know y'all busy, but I'll I'll say this that I never I never was when I was growing up like access to the pastor that wasn't a thing it wasn't really a thing fortunately for me right I had some access that's awesome to to, to pastors but not on that level right. where we going out to lunch me and pastor at least once or twice a year yeah we'll go out and we like to have ourselves a steak that's awesome that's just our thing. Yeah, funny. Right? That's just our thing, you know? Sometimes Pastor Reese be hating or whatever because she, you know, because she be at work or whatever, you know what I'm saying? And me and Pastor having a steak. But the fact is, is that, you know, that's what a good shepherd is. Yes. Right? That's what a good shepherd is. And somebody who, this man has a family. Yep. He's got kids. Yep. Right? He's got other responsibilities yep. and everything as well, too. But he also takes time yes. to make sure that his sheep are prepared. Yes. Right. And that is that's what's important. I think for me, in terms of leadership, that's why I go so hard for my family. Amen. That's why I go so hard for my family. Like and even from a discipline yeah. level. Right. Like I could bring pastors some things that I think I'm all in on. That I think he going to be all in on, but he going to keep it funky and be like, <laughs> he'll sit there like, well, you know, here's the story. <laughs> That I like to share with you, but how he directs it, man, is so it's still it's like a gift. it's I, anointing, right? It's an anointing. This is like I get what you're saying, but here's a different perspective, yeah. and I've learned that, and I've learned that in my coaching. I've learned that you know I've taken those types of things and principles into my business and things that yeah. I do now that it's helped me so so much. Yeah. So I think that men. Uh, being getting close to your to your pastor, like or pastors that you know. Listen, I know you're busy, but at the same time, you need the other men as well too. 100%. We have a lot of pastors out there that, and it's, I'm not throwing shade on any right, pastor right. or anything like that. So please forgive me. I say this with all respect. Yeah. But if you are not pouring into your 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 flock, your sheep, you know, then like. How do you expect the church to continue to grow and be healthy? Exactly. Right? Because there are certain things that I may want to ask you. Yeah. I can't ask you while you're giving the word on the pulpit. Come on. I just made me 15 minutes. Yeah. I just made 30 minutes. Yeah. Something like that. Right? Now, again, all pastors are different. I get it. But I think that that's what makes him super, super special. Right? But I want to shift the conversation a little bit. Yeah. Right? So, bondage got dropped into my spirit. Yeah. Right. And you mentioned earlier about the um, the mistake that you made with yeah. the abortion and yeah. everything. Right. Like, did you feel like a sense of bondage like over that until you like. Like during that that time, during that situation, oh, was yeah. there, you know, and, and what would you say to, you know, any woman that may be thinking about that right now yeah. that could be battling that or. They made the mistake and they haven't forgiven themselves for it. I was going to say that's um, part of my testimony with, um, you know, having had that done is that after that, 
even having that moment that I was talking about at work a couple days after, I still had and walked literally with a, a blanket of unforgiveness over me. Wow. Because that's how heavy that is yeah. that you carry. And I found myself just so unworthy of mm -hmm. things, of anything anymore because of that act. Right. Because I defied and and disrespected God in such a way mm. is how I saw that. Yeah. Because I took a life. Yeah. You know, like, <clears throat> and like I said, it's not until I had attended something where someone... You know, I'm thinking I, I, I've been saved now and I'm, I'm walking this walk and I'm thinking that it's I thought I gave it to God. I thought I did. <clears throat> but I knew that I I guess in my heart of hearts, I knew that I didn't because it's not something I would talk about. Yeah. Like I'm thinking I'm fine now. I'm delivered from it. I know I'm forgiven, um, but I just won't talk about it. Mm. So you're not if you can't talk about you can't it. Can't talk about it. Oh, and that doesn't mean that. Right. <clears throat> You can talk, you know, if you talk about it, still get emotional. That's okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. It, it, it's okay that, you, you know, you still get emotional, but I wouldn't even dare yeah. to say anything, to tell anybody that I did that Wow. because I still, I, the Lord had already forgiven this. We do this to ourselves. Yep. The Lord has already forgiven me, but I couldn't forgive myself mm. because I was so upset with myself right for doing that i was so ashamed, ashamed of myself yeah. it's like it's like putting that scarlet letter yeah on yourself you feel like you know were you afraid of what people were going to say and oh, things yeah. of that nature yeah what people were going to say and just the just to have to admit that i did it right, right right was painful you know what you know what's a good analogy this is a little secular or whatever but i want to say it anyway and i think about eight mile okay right and this is for anybody that's going through anything in their life where you feel that people are going to talk about you, people are going to say this about you, people are going to say this, whatever. And I remember in 8 Mile at the end of the movie where Eminem um, versus Papa Doc, right? Yeah, yeah. And they already planned to go ahead and talk about him, how he was trailer park trash, <laughs> yep. that he's a bum and yep. that he's this. And then, you know, the guy slept with his girl and blah, 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 right? But if you really think about what what he did, mm -hmm. he said everything yep. that they were going to say yep. and admitted his truth yep. before the enemy could admit the truth, exactly. before, before the enemy could sit there and embarrass him. Yeah. So for what you're going through in life, for what you're you're battling and whatever is holding you down in bondage, yo, share that truth so that nobody else can sit here and say anything else about you. That's because right. at the end of that, Papa Doc had zero to say yeah he 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 forfeited the match because you're gonna for, the enemy is going to forfeit when you all already have the truth yeah buy the truth sell it not yeah right buy the truth sell it not so what i'm saying to anybody out there that's listening like if you are struggling with telling your husband something telling your wife something telling your kids your family anybody something that you feel that they're going to be embarrassed about like just imagine the people on the outside mm -hmm. if you don't say something yeah how they're going to sit here and try and blow it up they're going to sit there and try everything because the enemy is waiting to pounce on you yeah and if the second that you sit there and say you know what this happened already now what you gonna say right you're taking the power back exactly you know exactly 
Yeah. So I wanted to share that because I feel that somebody needed to hear like you're you're in bondage because you're allowing yourself to stay there. Yeah. But you have the God has already given us the key to unlock the door from the inside. Yeah. So we could just automatically open. It's like the woman uh, that was bound for 18 years. Yeah. Right. And all she had to do was touch the hem of Jesus's garment. Yeah. Like and just the one touch just it's just one touch it. right just one touch one just touch. like that one touch and let's 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 continue to to now you, now you're able to be released now you're able to be free yeah there's so many people right now that are living in jail yeah like it's like you're in prison right now yeah. and spiritually and you're not you're not taking the steps to move forward because you're afraid of yeah. what other people are going to say 100% you know so what do we what do we say to those people that are in those relationships that are in those that are just just stuck, especially yeah. in those marriages as well too? Yeah, and um and can I, and I'll be just frank. Go ahead. You're letting the devil win. Yeah. Really, with that, because that's what the devil wants. He doesn't want you to share. Yeah. He doesn't want you to admit. He doesn't want you to release. Yeah. He wants you to hold on to that. Because yep. when you hold on to that, that's when you harbor those thoughts. Yeah. Right, and this is when you start to become a prisoner to your to your mind. Wow. A prisoner to your feelings. This yep. is why I think mental illness is such a, yes. such a rampant rate mm -hmm. because we are holding on to whatever we've done, whatever we said, whatever somebody said about us. Right. And we're holding it and making it our truth. Mm. But when you start to break that cycle, remember I said it was obedience. It wasn't sacrifice. It yep. was obedience. Right. It was getting a, having a prayer life. It was getting into his word. And it is when somebody else had release that information about themselves yeah that i was able to say oh my god mm -hmm. that was me too yep and it was like because she said it it resonated with me and i got released from it yeah right so to your point we have to share yeah we have to share our testimonies we talked about this earlier our testimonies what we go through isn't just for us just, it is for us right it is for other people right as well. right right and so we have to release it but we we are stuck in bondage because we start to make those untruths truths yes. about our life. Yeah. And right now everybody is like, oh, let your truth be your truth. And, you know, yeah, the, those, yeah. those, and, and, and it's such a false ideology. Yes. Because you're saying that this is your truth, but it could be a bold-faced lie bold about you. Bold-faced lie. Mm. But you're making it yeah. your truth because you... You know, live out your truth and live out this. Let me tell you something. Come on. Your feelings are fickle. Come on. Your feelings yeah. will have you feeling a type of way one day. Yeah. And another way, another day. Mm -hmm. So you can't hold on to no. this one feeling that you had. Oh, I had that feeling that day. So that's the one that I'm going to hold on to. Yep. Your feelings are fickle. Yep. They will always change on you. Don't hold on to that because that's when you start to harbor these thoughts that shouldn't be. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a shame that that's the generation that we're living in It right is. Now. It is. And it's like, man, if you would just open up your heart, right? I was talking to my wife about this earlier. We were talking about how God had hardened Pharaoh's heart. Yeah. Now, there are a lot of people that have hardened hearts. However, they still have the choice. Yeah. Even though you have a hardened heart. Free will. You still got the free will. That's right. Right? It's not like I'm hardening your heart 
and therefore it's forcing you to make a decision. Right. No, you just got a heart and heart. A hundred percent. Right. Yeah. So I was talking. I was talking to my wife about that th- this morning, and it's like, you know, I, when Moses went to Pharaoh and said, "Yo, let my people go." Yeah. And his heart was going to like Pharaoh's heart was going to be hardened, and it's just like, man, what is it going to take? For you to make the decision on your own. Because mm-hmm. he could have softened Pharaoh's heart. Mm-hmm. And it would have made the decision a lot easier. Sure. For Pharaoh to say. Okay cool. Go ahead. No problem. I'm not even coming after you. But. What was he really after. In that right. Yeah. Was. Was God after Pharaoh's own heart. Mm. In a sense of. Yo let me harden his heart. Because I really want him to make the decision on his own. Yeah. I don't want him to make the decision because I can soften it mm. and he's going to he's going to say yes, but then it's not genuine. Yeah. So let me harden it because yeah. that's all of us have probably had a hardened heart at some point. Absolutely. But at some point we make the decision and say, you know, what? enough is enough. Yeah. I'm going. I'm going to serve God. I'm going to serve you. I'm going to love you. And I'm going to have this relationship with you. Right. Yeah. And then when we talk about the relationship aspect of it. Even in prayer, I've done this this year. I changed the way that I pray. Amen. Because sometimes I don't go to God talking. Mm. I'll sit and just listen. I don't care how long it takes. Amen. Maybe it's an hour before he even say anything at all. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to sit. And want to wait. Be in his presence. Just be in his presence, right? Because if we're talking about a relationship, right? I'm giving God, sometimes I give God attitude. (laughs) I mean, who doesn't? That's real. That's so real. Like, I'll sit there and I'll be frustrated with my kids. Yeah. Right? I will be frustrated and be like, no, God, yo, yo, you need to get, you need to get her. You need to get him. Because they, they, like, this this is real talk. Like, I'm not going like, because... If God says I want all of you, yeah, that every single all ounce, of it. all of it, every single ounce, like yo, I'm glad you feel that way. Tell me how you feel, yeah, so I can show you a better way, yeah, right. We go up in here, and we start praying. God, can you do this? Mm-hmm. God, can you do that? Mm-hmm. Like God, a genie or something yep. like that, right? Yeah, let me rub the lamp. Let me go ahead. Yeah. Come like nah, like look, get out of the religion aspect, yeah. yes, and get into the relationship aspect, 100. because I guarantee you. You get an attitude with your husband. Yep. You get an attitude with your wife. Yep. You get an attitude with your kids, right? You get an attitude with your boss, yeah. right? You talk to them certain ways and stuff like that because y'all building a relationship. Yeah. And because you love each other, you're going to go through stuff. Yeah. And there are times that God will come back at me and deal with me. Yes. But you got to be ready to be dealt with. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Oh, he's going to catch say, you. Say what you guys say, but be ready to be dealt with at the end. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like, Pastor talked about it last week, right? With Job. Yep. And he get and oh. he ran that whole that whole Ooh. bad boy. I may Matt, we may have to throw in a clip or whatever because that, that Job was, was crazy. That was amazing. Yeah. That was you know, to and to that point, <coughs> God is so hmm. Yeah. You can't even put into word what God is, right? Nah. You can't. Because our, our mind can't put into word yeah. words what God is. But yeah. he's so omniscient. Yeah. Right? Omnipotent. Like it just he is he is all things, right? When he, it was like he read Job. A word? You want a question? You want a question? Right? Were you there when I created the world? Like, 
There are, you know how there are things that, that was the training day before training day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for real. You, there are things that uh, I'll get, I'll get a nugget about God that will just yeah. make me revere Him more and more. Like just, right? I'll never forget somebody saying, "If God isn't real, who tells the ocean where to stop?" Yeah, that blows yes. me away. Think about that. Blows me right. away. Right. That He literally tells the the water here and no further. No further. What? Right. The right. stars stay right there. Yeah, yeah. Let me let me throw this one at you, right? I use this in my in my talks all the time. This blows everybody out the water. If there's no God, scientifically speaking, we breathe at least twenty three thousand times yeah, just that in was, one day. That's I heard that fact before, and right? it is like my it's mind blowing. But check this out: multiply it by how many days you've been living. Right, infinite. Right. And that's how many breaths that you've taken so mm. far. Mm. Mm. Right. And that's mm. how many blessings that you've had in just one area that, of your love. Exactly. Just that one. So right now we probably in the 300, 400 millions mm -hmm. at this point. Yeah. And when you think about that, it's like, wow. Yeah. But we take our breaths so much for oh, granted. Yes, absolutely. Right. We say the outlanders things. Yeah. We. We go off because of our emotions and our feelings and everything, but God still continues to forgive us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So when I'm saying breaking this bondage, right? Break the bondage of holding back yeah. what is actually true. Yes. And break the bondage of your pride. Like your the pride that 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 is literally like in you right now. Like you know yep. God is real. Yep. Go go seek him for yourself. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and that's what I really want people to get from this conversation. Like there's so much that you guys can learn from from Melly's story that we're we're building upon. And I, I pray that y'all taking notes Amen. as well as well, too, because this is gold right here. All right. <laughs> this is gold. Like men and women and children, like listen to this clearly. Like don't hold yourself back from the Lord. Yeah. I know that. OK, People will sit there and say, well, if God is God, then how come this? Yeah. And how come that? And da 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 And then oftentimes we sit there and say, well, it's free will. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But if God is God and God wants you to love him, well, what is love? Yeah. Right? What is that? Because freely you love the people in your family. Freely you love a device. Freely you love this or you love that. So why wouldn't you freely love the Lord? Amen. The one that created you. Because remember, you didn't decide to be here. Amen. At the end of the day, people try to disprove that all the time, but you really can't. Yeah, like you so, really just want to argue. It's so silly. You just you just want to argue at the end of the day. And there are probably people that don't believe that are probably watching this right now. Yeah. That I guarantee you, after this conversation, they're gonna be a little bit curious. I pray. I pray, Lord. I pray, Lord, that yeah. you touch their hearts. Yeah. Touch their hearts. And and you know, Katie, I will say this too, and this is for um even people who have believed yeah. for a long time, you're in relationship with the Lord. You yep. are doing the things you're praying, your Bible study. Yep. You have a relationship. Yep. And and I'm just speaking from again. You're, by the way, in case you didn't know, testimonies like you don't just have one. Yep. You have multiple. You got right, multiple. throughout your lifetime. Mm -hmm. And I just shared this with Kenny actually before the podcast started. Right. Yep. So. Here I am thinking that I have broken off all these chains and things like that off of me. And the Lord has been after me to sing for the Lord. Wow. 
come on for now. a very long time. Yeah. And I've been like, no. Yeah. Absolutely not. Yep. I have in my past life, BC, mm-hmm. I sang. Yeah. I sang. I was in R&B group for a little while. Like, and most people don't know that about yep. me. Um, but God started to open up opportunities for me to sing in front of people sometimes. Yeah. Um, I, I remember that I was in my 30s when I first sang in front of my family for the first time. It was wow. at my uncle's funeral. Mm. And and then from there, I was, again, I was, I was I, this is before I even started going to HPC, I was attending karaoke's. And I would sing, but I would, the only way you got me to sing is to give me something called liquid courage. Mm. And that was to drink. Right. I had to be drunk mm. or under the influence of alcohol in mm. order for me to sing. Mm. And so I was so fearful of what God was asking me to do. Yeah. Because I was holding on mm-hmm. to, you know, people, unfortunately, when you sing, um, th- those Simon Cowell people are real yep. in, in real life, right? Yeah. They will tell you about your singing yeah, in not a nice up. way, right? right. Um, or tell you you made a mistake and just be. And so when you expose a gift like that, yep, you're open. It's like open season to people's opinions of you. Right. And I was so fearful of people's opinions of me. Right. And that's why I wouldn't sing for the Lord. Wow. And he was like. Girl, bye. Mm. Like, I I tell you who you are. I yeah. told you that you're a child of God. I gave you that gift. Right. You're going to use it use to it. glorify me. Right. And I I, can't, I couldn't fight him anymore. Right. It got so strong that I couldn't it. fight him anymore. Wow. He had me telling people, mm. I want to I actually try for the worship team, but I'm yeah. really, really scared. Yeah. And in me telling people that. Yeah. That bondage was being being let go of little yeah. by little, little yeah. by little. Because then the people who I was telling were willing to help. Mm. Were willing to say, Melissa, no, come to my house. You know, I'll help you. Yep. Um, you know, because harmony was one of the things yeah. that I'm working on, right? That's not easy to do. No. And they were like, come to my house. I'm going to teach you. And I had people in my corner. Yeah. Rooting me on. Yeah. And, um, and the people who are in charge of that, saw that, saw the effort that I was making. Right. And I I went and I tried out. And lo and behold, I am now a new member of HBC's worship. Amen, amen, bang, 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 bang. And I would have never. Let's go. But I am, and I'm saying that, not to tell a a story of, you know, I'm I'm trying to um, um, give myself kudos. Mm -hmm. I'm saying that because to the believers out there who are doing things. Yeah. There's still levels to this. Yeah. There's still opportunities for you to grow in. Yeah. Don't be scared to give God your yes. Yes. You know, we and and, and listen, I I've, I've been giving God my yes for a lot of things. Yeah. It was always the things that were easy. Yep. Not necessarily the things that were hard. Yeah. It was the it was the things that I already had a passion for. Yeah. Right? Like serving. Serving yeah. just comes easy. I I absolutely enjoy. It. I love to mm. see people and and serve them and it it, it just I, I burst with joy about yeah. it. Yeah. But this thing. Yeah. Was hard. Wow. And I I wanted to give him my yes. Amen. 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 Now you got me wanting to share something. Now. <laughs> Come on. I gotta share this. So. As you know, I'm a coach and speaker now, and I'm generally the quiet guy. I always grew up the quiet kid. Like, and people will always tell me, even when I was in dance heavy, yo, you should speak. My wife had visions of me speaking, right? And I don't even know if I ever told my wife this. So this is the first time I'm actually saying this right here. Breaking news. (laughs) 
the first time that I ever spoke in front of people was in the church. Wow. I gave a sermon at nine. What? Yeah. Wow. I was nine. I gave I gave a sermon at nine years old. Wow. And my uncle James was one of the deacons at the church at the time. And he had helped me. My sermon was very like, literally my sermon was 15 minutes. Yeah. And it was probably like one of the most frightening things that I did. But thinking back then, I'm like, wow, God, you've been you've been preparing me for these moments to talk in front of people, to teach in front of people, to share the word in front of people. And at that time, I'm like, you know, I was super embarrassed or whatever. But I I, as I grow and I see where I'm at now, Mm -hmm. it started back then. Mm And it started in the church. And then, so my desire to, I just want to see people win. That's it. Amen. That's really my desire, That's right? So good. Like my desire is to, not off of what I say, yeah, but what God gives me to say. Amen. Right? And it's like, I just want to see you impacted. I want to see you win. I want to see you grow. When, when people come back to me and they sit there and say, yo, like this worked, that worked, this worked. And I'm like, praise God. You know what I'm saying? And it's not me. It's all him. And when pastor last year asked me to to give that sermon, yeah, I felt that nine-year-old kid. <laughs> You're like, I'm dying inside. <laughs> right? I felt like that nine-year-old kid again that had to go out and give that sermon. But you, when you know that you had the Lord with you, mm-hmm. like... All that fear goes away. Because once I get in the mix, oh yeah, it's on. Oh, yeah. Right? Once you get in the groove, it's on. But I take it that serious, right? It's like anytime I go up and speak, it's, it's almost like it is the first time. Like I'm like, I want to make sure. Because it is the first time. Because who I'm talking to, yeah. I never talked to them before. Mm. It's the first time. Yeah. You know? Um. So I'm sure f- for pastor, it's the first time. Because guess what? Every week, somebody in there coming yeah. in new. Yeah. It's the first time. Yeah. And so you're making this impression every single week and and it's hard. So I say all of that to say that for anybody that has a gift or a passion or something that God has blessed you with, deliver it like it's the first time. Mm -hmm. Deliver it like it's the only every single time. Like this is the only shot that you have because somebody is going to be blessed from this. Right. So you have to take it that serious. Right. To that next level. But. Don't do it on your own accord. Do it with God, yeah. right? And I feel that when you went in to sing and practice and worship and prepare yourself for that audition to to go to go before the Lord, you had the Lord with you, or the, and the Lord sent people yes to help you. Yes, He did. That's the thing. That was He's gonna send He gonna send people. You know what I'm saying? He gonna send people. Imagine Kenny where yeah. you are right now. The people He has sent to you. Yeah. When you would tell me, oh, I have a I have this lady, this you know, to this yeah. mentor that was right. happening, and yep. you know all the m- motions and things. The one behind the screen right now, who's yep. amazing, Mr. Yep. Cooley. Shout out to Mr. Yeah. Cooley. Um, you know, it's amazing how he will just when you give him your yes. Yep. It is amazing yep. how he'll make it possible. Yeah, but he's going to do it in order. Oh, th- thank you for saying that. Yes, That's the thing. Absolutely, our God is a God of order. He's going to do it Amen. in order. Right. And I think for me, that was the thing. I was out of order. Yeah. 
I was probably one of the most out of order people you could think of. <laughs> like I'm talking about disorganized, all of that. Like I'm just going with the flow. I was one of those artists that's just going, oh snap, I'm gonna just do it. Yeah. But when he started putting things in pers into perspective, and I think that's why you know, Pastor Edgar plays such a huge role in my life yeah. because it was it's the order. Yes. Right? And it's the patience. The discipline. It's the discipline, yeah. right? And it's not, um, you know, is is so much less complaining and more receiving mm. and in understanding, you know, each and every single detail. Yeah. Right. I even learned this from Matt, like the order of how he operates. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it, it it helps me as a speaker and put things into the right perspective. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So listen, those that that need that word they need the word order amen and once you get in order yo you can go past the sky absolutely, absolutely. you can go beyond and be willing to take feedback and, yep. and 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 i think you and i had this conversation before because being in learning and development i'm a trainer right yep. so i i teach all the time i teach about leadership and development yep. and you know when you have done something for a long time yeah you start to feel like uh you know i got this yeah. Right. This is my craft. This is what I do. Yep. I just I get right. But if you start to come, if you start to feel that way and, you know, when you're a speaker, you should always have butterflies. Yep. They don't have to be all over the place. You want your butterflies for flying in formation. Right. Yeah. But if you start to lose that and this is not about just speaking, but just anything that you're doing. If you start to lose that feeling. Yeah. You've kind of you're you're growing out of you're it. Out of, I don't right. even know if if I could say you're growing out of it. You might not even be respecting what you're doing anymore. Right, right. And that's that could be dangerous, yep. right? Depending on the road that you're going to, uh, or or what's next in your life. So be um, aware of that. Yeah, be aware. Be intentional. Be yeah. Be intentional. Be yeah. And and no matter how long you've been doing a thing, yeah. right? And and I look to our pastors about this yeah. because no matter how long they've yeah. been doing ministry and they've been serving and they've been uh, um, leading a church, right? it's always like the first time. Always. Whenever I even talk to um, Patora, the conversations that I that I have with her, I love the passion in her in oh, her voice. Oh my goodness. All the time. Yo. Like not not just some, yeah. all the time all the time um and it comes from it comes from a um a place of gratefulness it's almost like it's almost like and we got a couple minutes left so sorry it's it's almost <laughs> like they once our leaders learn something it's like they share with everybody yeah they're sharers not only do they share with everybody but as they're sharing it they're also learning more about what they shared yeah Right. And it's like, I love that mm -hmm. because when I learn something, yo, I got to tell you yes, what I learned. Yes. Yes. I got to tell I love you. that. Because and pastor would do this too. He'll sit there and be like, you know, I've been reading this text for such a long time and it didn't dawn on me until now. Yeah. God will give him a new revelation. on Right. It. And it's brand new. Yep. So that is what I'm talking about when it comes to relationships. Yeah. Especially with your children, yeah. in marriages, yeah, it's like okay, I've been with Josie for almost ten years now, yeah, right. We're coming up on ten years, and it's like, man, I just learned something new. Yes, yes. Let me share this with my wife. It shouldn't. It your marriage should never be stale, right? right. It shouldn't be a stale thing. It's because because marriage takes work, right? right? 
marriage takes work. Darren and I have been together. Well, we've, we've been married. It'll go, be going on oh, 17 years. Mm. Se- no, it'll be going on 18 years. Yeah. yeah, it'll be going on 18 years in May. Mm-hmm. And we just hit our 22-year anniversary wow. together. And we're still... Yeah. Like, the sparks are still right, there. Right, the sparks right. are still sparking. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I've had... I've, I've learned to do this with my wife. I've learned to sit there and say, Josie, this is how I feel. Amen. Many men won't sit there and tell their wives Mm-mm. how they feel. Mm-mm. Because it may be deemed as soft yeah. or, you know, a punk or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, let me share my heart with you. Let me share my frustration with you. Yeah. Like, and this week I had to do that. Amen. Not that she did anything. Yeah, yeah. But what, what, what was surrounding us. And I had to share my heart and like let her know where I'm at because that's my partner. Yeah. If she doesn't know where I'm at, how can she navigate? Absolutely. Right? So what I'm saying is, men, we can't be afraid no. to share. And that's a bondage thing, too. Yes, we it bottle is. it all up or yes, whatever and don't want to sit there and share with our wives. Our wives ain't got no problem telling us how they feel. <laughs> right. right? I'm pretty sure they're like, yo, <laughs> look, she going to tell me how it is. <laughs> right? But. I, I'm like, I'm sharing my frustration. I'm not even only sharing my frustration with my wife. I share my frustration with my children sometimes yeah. to a degree. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I box it in. I don't, I don't go that far. But your wife should but be your safe space. She is. And that's, and that's why you can right. also do that. You know right. what I mean? Because we have to create that space for our husbands right. that they can feel like they are able to share those frustrations right. instead of bottling them up. Right. Yeah. Because if we don't, like they're gonna be filtered into the wrong space. That's right. It's almost like uh if you don't get rid of the baggage from your old relationship, right, you're gonna carry that into your new relationship. Yeah. And that's not fair to the pe- the people that are in the new relationship because you never finished sharing what you had to share or whatever, or getting rid of what you had to get rid of in the old relationship. Yeah. You know? So yeah, I think that that is just a, a healthy thing to do. And I think a lot of us men are probably going to get that off and everything this Saturday. Yes. Yes, they are. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You're going to get fit. Let's go. We're going to get fit. We're going to get fit. Melly, thank you so much for coming on. We got to do this again. Oh, absolutely. I'm totally down for yeah. this. I, lo- I absolutely love this. Thank yes. you so much. It was an honor and a pleasure. Thank you so much. I always say everybody got to come back on, but I haven't had somebody actually come back on just yet. So I got to make it happen and everything. Yeah, with we got to so hold gonna, on to it. Yes, we got to hold on tight. So. Last words. I'm going to give you the final word and everything. What you want to give to the people? Anything that you want to share? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I want to reflect on, you know, what I said about the will of God for everybody. Yeah. Um, and that is to rejoice always and to pray continually with thanksgiving. Um, and just know that you're not alone. Uh, you're not the only one feeling the feels that you feel. Um, you're not the only one going through the things that you're going through. Um, find someone. Find yeah. th- Find a safe space. Yeah. Um, if you don't have a church, you know, I, I pray that the Lord will, I pray that you pray, right, for a church, a Bible-based yes. church that could really help, um, that can, you know, help lead the way in your relationship with the Lord. I pray that for those of you who may be in bondage, you know, whether it's um, aligning with my stories that I told today or yep. just something different, I want you to know that the Lord is there. He will forgive you if you open your heart and you ask for that forgiveness. Yeah. He wants you to repent. But even more so than that, too, forgive yourself. Yep. Don't don't let that hold you down. 
Don't let the words of what other people have said about you hold you um, and, and give that life. Mm. Get in his word and find out what the real truth is. Mm. Because the truth that other people have said, mm. it's not it. But right. God bless you. Um, and may the Lord keep you and shine his face upon you. Amen to that. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, this is another unshakable conversation. And I'm working on some things for you. Okay. I'm working on some things that are practical that you can attain quickly, that you can start applying in your life. So what I want you to do, I want you to go to www.kennethallenthomas.com. I want you to subscribe, okay? Get on the email list because when I start dropping some stuff that's going to help you in your life, personally and professionally, and also for all businesses out there that need something solid for their team, okay? I can't get to everybody, but you know what you can do? You can go online and I'll have the material right there for you, okay? With that being said, make sure you guys like, subscribe, comment, all that good stuff. If you want to go ahead and donate to the podcast, go ahead and donate to the podcast. Sow a seed if this blessed your heart, okay? My name is Kenneth Allen Thomas. You are now listening to another unshakable conversation with Kenneth Allen Thomas. Yeah, we got effects. It's going down. That's because of y'all. You know what I'm saying? That's because of y'all, okay? So we will see you guys next week. All right, I got a lot of good people that are going to be coming on, sharing uh, their testimonies, um, things that you guys are going to be definitely, definitely interested in. And we're going to take it to the next level. 2024 is almost here, y'all. All right, just be grateful that we made it another year. And let's turn it up a notch. With that being said, for myself, Melly Cream, Matt in the back, all right, Kenneth Allen Thomas, when we change the mind, y'all, we change the game. Yesterday is gone, tomorrow worry about itself, and today is all we got, and today is all we got. You make sure you impact today the best way you know how. We check y'all later. One love. Peace.